Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. about the Knicks last hour. Their big win over the Boston Celtics as they continue to roll six in a row. We've got the Combine going now and are starting soon. And I guess Derek Carr is still going to drag this thing out just like his brother said, David Carr on the NFL Network. This is going to be a lengthy process. So all of us that are waiting for an answer on Aaron Rodgers and waiting on an answer for Derek Carr. I mean, think about how frustrated the Jets are themselves if we're getting frustrated uh, with these uh, with the timetable, but Derek Carr is going to meet with multiple teams now at the Combine, so I don't know. I mean, he obviously he had the, the long meeting with the Jets. He had the long meeting with the New Orleans Saints. He hadn't had any other meeting set up, so I I mean, does something come out of this where he meets with these other teams? It just it, it seems to me that, that Derek Carr is going to squeeze out every ounce of this free agency. One, because who doesn't love being courted? And two, this is a critical decision for him in the pathway of his career. Well, I would think if, if there were a team out there desperate enough, they would have already signed him. You know, honestly, I, I just think that... Well, the Jets are desperate enough where they're I, waiting but, on Aaron Rodgers. They're waiting on something else. Yeah. But then again, I don't think they, you know, what what is... Is Derek Carr going to take a three-year deal or is he looking for a five-year deal? That's the point. I think that Derek Carr, a four-time Pro Bowler, uh, led his team to the playoffs twice, although the first time that uh, he took his team there, he got hurt before they got to the playoffs. Almost pulled off an upset at Cincinnati two years ago. Um, a guy that had his, had to go through, you, you know, I always talk about stability of, of franchises. Uh, this this Oakland, Oakland slash Las Vegas franchise has been anything but stable. From coaches to ownership to moving the team and everything else. And he was the guy that basically gave them a chance to win every single game. I think in his own mind, he's thinking, look, I want a four or five year commitment from somebody so I can be your quarterback for the long term. I'm, I'm not looking for like a two year deal. And I, I, I'm, I'm surprised that like the, the Saints didn't offer him already. I, I understand where the Jets are sitting and I don't know what other team out there 
is going to be willing to give him maybe what he's looking for. It's probably like five years, 35 to 40 million per year. Well, how do we know that the Saints haven't offered him something? It yeah, just I don't hasn't know. gotten I don't, out. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know, but you would think that that would be out there. And maybe all this stuff is exploratory. And now that he's flying to Indianapolis, kind of seems weird to me. You would think that he would fly to wherever the teams are located so he can get a sense of the community, get a sense of the, the building, meet some people within the building that maybe just aren't part of the football operations, maybe the business operations, the team president, things of that nature, if he had all this leverage that supposedly he has. But I don't, I, I don't. I'm surprised that it's not already been done. Well, I think that his leverage starts when Aaron Rodgers makes a decision. Because at that point, that's when these teams get even more desperate. So if the Raiders believe they have a shot at Aaron Rodgers, the Jets believe they have a shot at Aaron Rodgers, when Aaron Rodgers picks one of those teams or neither of those teams, then Derek Carr's leverage comes into play. So I kind of think that he's waiting, just like in in free agency, uh, or a trade market, when that first chip falls, then that next guy who knows he's not the top guy but knows he's right there, like then it's like, wait a second, everybody is now gravitating towards me. And that's probably why Derek Carr is waiting. You know, in two weeks from now, we're going to get to that tampering period, those two days before that you can actually sign somebody. That means you can start uh, you know, negotiating with somebody and pounce on somebody pretty quickly. And then when, once the new year starts, March 15th, then you can sign them. So uh, you, know, you know that there are teams out there that are identifying free agents right now as we speak that are going to try to pounce on those guys immediately. And you would have thought that that would have been the case for Brett, I mean, uh, for Derek Carr, but for some reason that it, it, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I mean... Well, the, the reason why it hasn't happened from the Jets' perspective, we understand. Now, I don't think the New Orleans Saints are thinking that they're getting uh, Aaron Rodgers. No, they're not. So, so, so you would think that the Saints would have said, hey, you know, we want you now. This we, We're not going to let you leave the building, and we want to give you this contract. But then again, you take a look at the Saints and their financial situation and their salary cap situation. they got to move some money around, and I think they've already started to do some of that stuff. I think they're probably still holding out hope that he is going to make a decision to go there. And again... Uh, just just from a practical standpoint, looking at this, if I were him, I'd want to go to the NFC simply because the AFC is stacked and nobody is even talking about the Sean Watson in Cleveland. I mean, like everybody is just assuming that it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Joe Burrow, it's Josh Allen, it's Trevor Lawrence, and it's Justin Herbert. We got to remember, you got to add Deshaun Watson to that. Yeah, but I gotta say, I think everybody's got to see him play well again. And yeah, we didn't see that at all last so, year. So we saw a little bit of it. I mean, I, you know, I saw a little bit of it, but um, but that's still another piece of the puzzle in the AFC that you got to get through, you know. And, and Cleveland's moving, coaching around, and things of that nature, and they'll be tough again next year. They were, they'll be tough defensively. So again, I, I just think like the NFC South is ready to be had by one of these teams down there. And again, this whole thing with uh, with the the Baltimore Ravens, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson's talking about. I saw him put something out there on, I think it was either Instagram or on Twitter, with his former center who was the center for the Carolina Panthers. You know, mm. does David, you know, does David Tepper make a trade for Lamar Jackson? I mean, I think Lamar also, I, I think Lamar, I get the sense that he wants to go to Atlanta. What gives you that sense? Just reading, reading all the stuff around him right now. If you look, if you uh, Google Lamar Jackson, you will see a number of articles that have been written in the last couple of days 
that are talking about the situation with Baltimore and how people around the league feel like it's an untenable situation that is not going to be worked out. And because of their new offensive coordinator in Baltimore, that maybe Baltimore is a team that could be looking at Derek Carr. Would Frank Reich want Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I don't know. I, I you know, like I told you, Frank is man. Is Still like, not talking to oh, him. He, yeah, he thinks we got a big microphone here, and I got a big mouth. I guess he's waiting. He's, wow, he's afraid that I might say something. Well, but you've never screwed him before like that. Never. So never. what's he? What's he worried about? I don't know. The amazing thing is, is that when all this stuff was going down. I kept telling you, I, I hope he gets the Carolina job. I hope he gets the Carolina yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got the Carolina job. And he stopped talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> that was the end of that. Right. Just froze you right out. I was looking about going into coaching. Really? Yeah, I mean, they're hiring at like 57 guys. Why don't? Why not hire me? I'll come in and I'll, I'll work on the, uh, on like, uh, uh, I'm just trying to think how we, how we could use me. Quality control? Not quality control. It would be like... Uh, it would be some sort of control. Control. I have to have some sort of control. Yeah, well, obviously. Right? We know that. So I'm just trying to think what kind of control I want. Yeah, okay. But you also have to take a massive pay cut if you're going to be on his staff. Let's get real. Well, I think uh, they're, they're paying guys left and right. I, I read where Frank said that David Tepper did all the right things, gave him all the money that he needed to hire the coaches that he wanted. Yeah, I'm sure. But assistant coaches, I mean, they make good money, but... You know, it's not like these guys are making, you know, an offensive coordinator is not making. Yeah, plus they got to show up 16 hours a day. Yeah, who wants that? Yeah, sleeping in offices and stuff like that. Who wants that? All right, my prediction, because I saw this guy play a few times, actually, this past college football season. I even came in here one time when I had had bet on this team, and then he he played great. And it was just, I came in, I said, this this guy, people are going to end up falling in love with this guy. So I said it a couple months ago, and I'm going to say it now. Anthony Richardson out of Florida is going to be that guy who shoots up the like, draft board. Like Trey Lance did? Shoots, yes. But I think Trey Lance was more out of nowhere. I feel like people are talking about Anthony Richardson a lot more now than they were about Trey Lance at the same time. But I, he's going to throw at the combine. This guy's raw talent is absolutely off the charts. And he is going to do crazy stuff at the combine to the point where everybody's eyes are going to open. That is my prediction. And he's going to end up being taken in the top three wow. of the draft. He may not be the first quarterback taken. He might be. He might even surpass Bryce Young. That's that's how much I think this guy is going to jump off the page so at the like, combine. I think he's like 6'4", 220. Is that about right? Six, he's listed 6'4", 230. 6'4", 230, and he runs like some 4'4", 40 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and his, his arm, is he's got a gun. He's just... He's, he's, he's a raw, he's a raw, incredible athlete. Yes. And he's got to refine his game, kind of like the way Josh Allen was coming out of college. Yeah, I, w- I would say the same thing. I think Josh, I mean, Josh Allen's arm at that point was just absolutely out of control. Yeah, but it was also inaccurate. Yeah, it, it was. And Richardson's got a gun, but he's obviously faster than Josh Allen. And he's just, I'm telling you, and he's, and he's planning to throw at the combine, which I love because a lot of these top prospects don't do that. Everyone is going to throw with the exception of Bryce Young. Yeah, which, see, I don't like that stuff. I threw, and I had a separated shoulder. See? I probably ruined, I probably dropped in the draft because of because I was throwing it all over the freaking uh, Superdome. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like a coach would appreciate that, though. You would like to think so, but, you know, who knows? <laughs> you know, you're out there grinding it out. I know, this, this is the place where I believe that everybody looks for the negative. Hmm. Let me find out as much negativity as I, as I can find, you know, about somebody. Yeah. So my, my, my prediction. Maybe this kid, maybe you're right. Maybe this kid is going to fly up the draft board and 
you know, he's he's going to overcome C.J. Stroud and he'll overcome Will Levis. Yeah, I, I think for sure. I mean, I even think there's going to be people thinking that, you know, do I take Bryce Young over or do I take Anthony Richardson over Bryce Young? I could see Jim Ursay like that being the guy that he focuses in on. I well, I can. I could just be like, I hey, to keep that maniac as far away from any. Just like Chris Ballard handled, let him do his job. He's a freaking general manager. He's put a pretty good team together. Yeah, and just let him do his job. That's why you hired him. Yeah, but you like, know, it makes me nuts about these owners. Like, could you imagine like uh, Joe Douglas going to Woody Johnson? Uh, and I don't, I don't even know what Woody Johnson does anymore. I, I know he was the uh, ambassador of Britain. Hey, let me tell you how to be an ambassador to Britain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know why? Why would Joe Douglas even go down that road? Like, he would. Johnson didn't know whether football was pumped or stuffed twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. But Jim Irsay's hands on, man. You know, we oh, just saw it. God fired Frank, brought in Jeff Saturday, he oh. went off the rails. But I could see Jim Irsay saying, "Oh, we got to have this guy. We got to have this guy." You know, and he basically hired like a uh, a Frank Reich uh, clone, clone. Yeah, and Shane Steichen, and they worked together in San Diego. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Just like Nick Sirianni. I think he desperately wanted Jeff Saturday to be the coach, but the uproar from the fan base made him not do it. Well, and they lost. Well, yeah, I well, obviously, but I still think that that didn't matter to him that much. I think he wanted to keep Jeff Saturday as a coach. There was like a petition out there. God. It was one of those um, moveon.org things. What, what's that? That, uh, that whole thing? Change.org. Change.org. Yes. Yeah, there was a change.org thing out there from the Colts fans that Jeff Saturday not be the head coach. Hmm. That's how much they couldn't stand the idea of him staying there. So if uh, if the Giants, see, here's another thing. Yeah. If the Giants are going to tag Daniel Jones because he had a good year last year, and they're going to keep him, and then they go and sign Saquon Barkley, I mean, does that, like, cement Dave Gettleman's legacy? It's a great question. I would say it helps it. I don't think it cements it as a good thing, but it definitely but helps. He's a guy it. that you know that, that chose both of those guys, and he now did. and Giant fans are like, we got to sign these guys. We got to sign these guys. Well, who picked them? That's true. Now the big problem was the coaches that were there, and that was more John Mara than it was it's Dave. It's always Gettleman. the owner. The owner is the one that hires the coaches, just so everybody understands that. Yeah. But to me, I have to see the rest of their careers to really determine that. Now, just because they got contracts doesn't mean that their careers are validated. We're we're sitting here now, you know, at the end of their rookie contracts. Yeah. So, and, you know, everybody's screaming and yelling that we got to keep both of them. Well, I think most people, it's it's Daniel Jones at the right price and, and Saquon on a franchise tag if you could do that that's what i think giant fans would love yeah but does that i mean like i know gettleman didn't get it all right and i know that you know he, he did draft andrew thomas he did trade for leonard williams i mean he did sign bradbury and bradbury almost won a super bowl for yeah. the with the eagles well i think the saquon pick regardless is just a bad idea running back number two overall so i think that no matter yeah, what we gotta have him gotta keep yeah, him. yeah but he's not he they didn't gotta keep him he didn't uh, see i but i don't say that I'm not saying you say that, but a lot of Giant fans say that. Okay, well, uh, but if they're, those Giant fans were crushing Dave Gettleman, they're saying that, then maybe they're singing a different tune. I think keeping Saquon Barkley is just not, not totally not worth it. Well, the real deal is is that, you know, Brian Dayball is the one that got the most, and, and Mike Kafka, of course, and then, of course, Wink Martindale doing whatever he did with that defense. They got the right guys feeling, you feel like you got the right guys coaching the team. That's yeah. the thing, that those guys coached, and it, it is... A huge aspect in the NFL to have the right guy that's standing up there talking to the team and keeping the team straight 
through bad times and good times. You know, they had that, that little swoon there at the end of the year, but yet they still got to the playoffs. And that was because of the steady hand of the coach. Sure. Who won coach of the year and deserved it. And now he's got huge expectations no, next year. I, I mean, I, huge. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, what they, do you mean we don't know why? He took him to the playoffs with a roster that everybody thought was going to stink. And they won a playoff game and got to the divisionals. And everybody expects them to improve the roster. And now he's got expectations on him. That's the way it works, man. I, I believe because of who they played last year, when they played them, they caught lightning in a bottle. And I know expectations are high because everybody loves to coach. But, you know, they still have a ton of roster management that they have to go through. Sure. Just like every other NFL team. Yeah. And the biggest question is, is how much are they going to pay their quarterback? And how is that going to impact the salary cap? And are they going to be able to somewhat upgrade in other areas where they definitely need upgrading? But because of the salary cap situation and because of the the improvement of their quarterback, it's going to hinder the growth of what they can do this year. Yeah, and that's why they can't cave and give him over $40 million a year. There's no way in hell. That's why you, that's why you tag him and you make him do it again. All right, Just well, like Dak Prescott did down in Dallas. That's right. Make Kirk Cousins did twice yes. down in Washington. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports Network. Jerry Recco back with us. He'll tell you about the Knicks and everything else. What's going on, Jerry? Well, good morning. We are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Edison Heating and Cooling. We will indeed tell you about the Knicks, who, as we speak right now, have won six in a row and have moved past the Nets in the Eastern Conference. Up into the basket. 
a dozen. Previously a timely three ball by Tom, and then he forced one up, redeeming himself this time in transition. And that is Breen and Clyde on MSG. Knicks moving to 36-27 and 27 with a 109-94 win. Julius Randle and Emmanuel quickly 23 points off the bench. Head coach Tom Thibodeau says solid top to bottom. Yeah, I thought it was a, a good, solid team win. You know, obviously, the, the record tells you how good they are and they can make up ground very quickly because of the way they shoot the three. Their shot profile is terrific, so no lead feels safe with them. With, with the loss, 44-18, and 18, Mitchell Robinson said, pretty simple, went out, got it done. Yeah, we walked, we talked it out, uh, you know, we just, that's something we needed to do, and you know, that's what we, that's what we did. We came out just with the energy, with the right mindset, and, you know, we got it done. Certainly good to have him back. Uh, speaking of back, uh, Jason Tatum, well, he wasn't back. He left. He was ejected early in the fourth quarter for picking up a second technical foul. Here was Al Horford, him getting tossed unusual, but you know what? Happens. It's a long season, and uh, Jason's been playing, as we all know, at an MVP level. Um for most of the season and i mean if you can go all 82 playing like that like I'm, that's just tough you know um, there's going to be ups and downs and so last night one of the downs jalen brown didn't play for personal reasons uh boston now tied atop the eastern conference with the milwaukee bucks who do nothing but win milwaukee in the midst of a 14 game winning streak right now as they will take on the nets tonight we will have it for you on the fan Coming up at 7.15. You also had uh, last night, I have this right here, um, the Hornets played. They beat the Pistons, but along the way. Behind the back, finds the ball, and when he plants the right leg, it just gives away. Twisting himself into the ground. No contact. That ball's down clearly in pain, and he's already gone back to the locker room. Crazy, right? How that happened turned out to Didn't be... Didn't look like much. A fractured ankle. Wow. God, just stepped the wrong way. And so amazing that he was actually able to walk off the floor. But as you heard from um, Bally Sports there, the announcers, he pretty much walked right into the locker room. And then they found out later on that it was a fractured ankle. he's got so. skinny ankles. Uh, yeah. Like, a low, like his lower legs look very thin. That's Yeah. That's where I'm always amazed that Al doesn't break his leg walking sometimes. Yeah. Very skinny legs. <laughs> he was lucky that his leg legs. didn't fall off when he got hit with the ball in the shin. That is very true. You're right. He snapped the whole thing right off. He beat the Sixers 101-99. Jimmy Butler at 23. Uh, and LeBron James, as we're talking about LaMelo Ball, we found out LeBron, who did finish the game a couple of nights ago in Dallas uh, with the foot injury, turns out he is going to miss several weeks with that injury. So bad news there. Um, especially for a team that made moves at the deadline were playing well, and they were still... You look at the standings in the Western Conference. I mean, they had a chance to really do something. Without him, though, not going to be easy, that's for sure. I did go try and listen to the um, ETC's podcast. Okay. Durant's not in it. He's not in it? No. They had a guest host. Oh. Well, what's the point of that? I, I forget who it was. Some of the girl from the WNBA, which is great, but this is the time you want to hear from him after the trade went down. And he's not in there. Yeah, no. well, I mean, he retweeted it like he was... Going to be a part of it? Yeah. Well, maybe I only listened to the first six minutes, and the way it started, it was all about her. I, I will go check out the rest of it. It was a 23-minute episode. Maybe he called in, or maybe he zoomed in. I don't know. Yeah, probably not. We probably would have heard about it by now if he said anything. I would think so. It'd be headlines somewhere. Yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, a couple more from Charles Barkley on uh, ESPN yesterday. This one is about the salary structure 
in the league. And he and again, you can say this is because you didn't make this type of money, I suppose. But he's talking here about you know the 11, 12, 13 guys on the roster and what they're making. Because we're paying bombs today, Stephen A. And you know yeah. it. And then he was also talking about, we talked about load management last hour. He is discussing how Adam Silver has really bent over backwards. And if he says those words, sorry, um, in favor really of bent over backwards <laughs> in favor of. Very possibly said that. I'm not sure. Uh, in favor of what the players want. Kind of went overboard trying to take care of the players. <laughs> He's like, you guys don't want to do back-to-backs. We're going to kill most of the back-to-back. Now they get like a whole week for All-Star games. So He's trying to do everything possible to get these guys rest. And so I'm not sure if he's, in, you know, he likes what the commissioner's done. He thinks it's too much. It sounds like he thinks he's done maybe a little too much. So <laughs> it's just... Kawhi Leonard and that year with the yeah. Raptors was the thing that screwed everything up. And the Clippers are doing that again. I mean, they're the team that is probably the most egregious load management team in the league. So it just it it worked because Kawhi Leonard was the best and the freshest player in the playoffs, and he single handedly brought that team to a championship. Which then would tell you if that's the case, and that's if that's the direction you're going to go in. Why even have the season then? Yeah. Really just play a big monster tournament every year. They might have to go that way at some point. But, I mean, you can't knock down the amount of games because these owners are counting on that revenue and all that goes with it. So it's very, very difficult to go backwards. But I just, I, it's one thing people are, are so infuriated about the fact that these guys don't play every night with load management. But the reason why these teams are doing that is because they're trying to win a championship. Which I kind of like because that's what matters. I like the fact that these teams are trying to be as fresh as they can for the playoffs because all I ever ask out of any team is to be trying to win a championship every single year. And with the money that these guys are making, sometimes I question that desire. But then here's the thing. What do you always hear from athletes? Well, you know, we're entertainment-like people in Hollywood and they make that kind of money. Well, if you're entertainment making that kind of money, entertain us. Yeah, and true. And play then. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's an interesting conversation. Not easy. And, and there, there's no right answer. Speaking of uh, the basketball world, an endorsement for one person we know well around here. Hmm. Our boss, Spike Eskin. He's got a podcast. It's the Rights to Ricky Sanchez. And he's got someone who loves this podcast. What's up, everyone? This is former New York Nick Larry Johnson. I am so excited for the live Ricky Five victory tour with Spike and Mike. Peter. But B-Ball Paul will. B-ball. Whoever B-Ball Paul is. <laughs> so there you go. I Spike guess there's, and a, Mike, baby. there's a live rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. Oh, bad vegan. <laughs> okay. And Larry Johnson's on board. That's awesome. Now, did he like pay cameo to do that? Or oh, did he actually question. get Larry Johnson I will to do tell it? you this. Marco put it into the system as, was he paid to endorse this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He might have been. I love LJ. Even still, man. that's kind of cool. No, it is very cool. And he's one of my favorites of all time. Greatest game I was ever at in person was the LJ four-point play. That was just absolutely the best. So anytime I see him, I get excited. But look at that. Larry Johnson, Spike and Mike. And the rights to Ricky Sanchez. That's right. And that's a Philadelphia basketball podcast. Yeah. And Larry Johnson loves it. 
That's all you need to know. Uh, Yankees beat the Tigers yesterday. Luis Severino allowed four runs over two innings. Uh, but the fact of the matter is he was on the mound and pitching. Just, you know, being being healthy, you know, uh, getting those innings, getting those pitches, and feeling really good after that. I think that's the main thing for me right now. Obviously a big key to that rotation this season. Uh, Yankees will turn right back around this afternoon, take on the Tampa Bay Rays. As for the Mets, they lost to the Cardinals 12-7. Uh, David Peterson, a couple of scoreless innings. couple of other things from baseball. So remember yesterday, we played from uh, the Rico Bronya podcast, mm-hmm. Evan talking about uh, putting the tattoo on his ass. That's right. About the pitch clock. Mm-hmm. Well, he continued that theme yesterday. I guess he was doing the show with Keith uh, when they were discussing the new rule. I think the pitch clock is one of the great inventions in the history of baseball. <laughs> now, that yeah. seems to be extreme. Yeah, he does this thing now, too, where like if something he really likes... He says he's going to cry or did cry, and he did that yesterday, too. He's like, I got to tell you, a tear came to my eye when I was watching Come on. the pitch clock. Stop. And I was, I was tearing up. Like, that's his go-to I thing. I love now. the pitch clock, too, but I'm not tearing up over it. No. That said, speaking of the pitch clock, we've seen what happens when the batter's not ready. Mm-hmm. Could have a game end in a tie in extra innings. Well, what happens when both the pitcher and the batter aren't ready. Now we have an automatic... It's a one-and-one count. Yeah, Doug Eddings telling us we've had multiple violations, both by the hitter, Brennan Davis, and the pitcher, Joe Mantiply. So we'll start with a count of a ball and a strike. <laughs> right, that's the new normal. we got to get used to it. This was Cubs Diamondback yesterday. It's three and two. You might go to two-two real quick. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess there has to be a penalty, but like, what's the difference? What what is interesting is what happens if you get the three and two and there's a penalty by both the pitcher and the uh, batter. I guess nothing in that case. I guess it would be like offsetting penalties in football. Has to be right. Yeah, I, I'm telling you what's going to happen. Just thinking into the future here, there's going to be at an end of a game in a high leverage situation. The fact that these guys are going to feel rushed, and then in the middle of the season they're going to change the rule to where like the eighth and ninth inning the pitch clock is off. I'm telling you, that's going to be the adjustment because people are going to be like, we need more time. We got to figure this in. It's strategy, you know, and then I, I feel rushed at the end of this game. Hmm. And then they're going to get rid of it in the playoffs completely. See, I think the harder thing are the throwovers more so than the pitch clock. Yeah. Especially late in the game. Tie game, you got a burner at first base and you're only allowed to throw over twice. Yeah. True. Well, you, you could throw over three times, but on the third time, you better get him. For sure. Because if you don't, he's getting second base. That's exactly right. And they think late in games, you're trying to keep that guy from advancing. Be very interesting. Uh, the commanders released Carson Wentz. Deron Payne uh, is getting the franchise tag. He is the first one to get that designation so far, over $18 million. More from Pat McAfee on being sued by Brett Favre. What is it? For defamation, correct? Yeah. yeah. Um, he just says flat out, this is a bizarre situation. But it's a state auditor saying something. Mm-hmm. We're not allowed to say, like, hey, about you talk about the news i don't know how i i don't fully comprehend how any of it has happened yeah and then i almost made a huge mistake so i put in like nine clips from this <laughs> one i forgot to go back and edit and okay. I, am, I almost had a bleeping bleep <laughs> unedited oh, <wow. laughs> i listened right before i came in this is where he's saying now this is going to cost me money now that this is going forward i'm gonna have to hire a lawyer because there's so much f- Goes in there, right. which I don't love about the American process mm-hmm. that somebody can just file a Fugazi lawsuit against somebody. Now I automatically, okay, I have to hire this lawyer. I have to go through this whole process, but I have to. I'm going to have to do that because how much is going into it and what could potentially take place. It's money, whatever. I've been broke before. 
Uh, yeah, I suppose. It, the whole thing is very strange, though, uh, for sure. And here's where he mentions Shannon Sharp being a part of this, too. I don't know how this takes place no. or how it even gets to the point of where it's at oh. with us. I don't know what Shannon said. Mm -hmm. uh, I have no idea what Shannon right. Shannon's doing the same as us, though. Like, yeah, they're yeah, exactly. they're saying the same stuff as us. Yeah, and uh, they're being sued, too. So Yeah, and for those that are wondering if Aaron Rodgers is coming on today with the Pat McAfee show, apparently he said during the show yesterday, Pat McAfee has not heard from Aaron Rodgers oh, since really? he's come out of the darkness retreat as of okay. yesterday's show. So I don't know if he's going to come on today, and they've, they've contacted one hmm. another after he said that, but as of yesterday, he hadn't heard from him at all. And I saw more visits for Derek Carr with the Jets, and with yeah. um, I think the Panthers are involved, and the Saints, I believe, at the Combine. He's going to meet with them, or his reps will. Have, yeah, it's interesting. And I don't know if any other teams are just going to, you know, talk to him or just give it a whirl and see where he's at. But I mean, he's he's milking the hell out of this. Yeah, thing. understood. He may have to be milking the hell out of because this of thing. Rogers. Well, because of Rogers, but that that would only affect one team. That would be the Jets, I would think. Mm. I, you know, I don't, you know. And the Raiders, too. I would, it still have to be a factor, the Raiders. Well, for the Rodgers, but not for yes. Derek Carr. Right, right, right. Understood. Mm -hmm. And then where will former Titans tackle Taylor Lewan end up? Lots of rumors about maybe the Bengals, maybe the Steelers. But one place, or at least one area he will not go is to another team in the division that he just came from. Here he was on Barstool. I don't know how. Nope. This no, I, I would not go play for an AFC South team. Three for 60. No. 20 million a year? What are we talking about, no. dude? Bro, I'll make that on the bus. I'm good. I think he's talking about busing with the boys, Barstool. So yeah. he will not play in the AFC South no matter what they offer him. But maybe the Bengals. I guess that's out yeah, there. The problem, the problem with him, though, is so many injuries. Again, it's like it's Lamar Jackson. It's You, you can go down. The, it's Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. All these guys, so many injuries. They, they can't make it through a season. But if he gets on your team and he plays well and he stays healthy, well, you got, he got, that, he got that leader mentality. He's one of those like great locker room guys. Yeah, I'd love to have him on my team if I can. If you told me he was healthy, yeah, and he was going to remain there for seventeen weeks. I'd be like, sure, yeah, I'll sign him tomorrow. Well, I mean, you just hope that maybe he plays fourteen weeks at this oh, point. Man. You know? And be ready for the playoffs. Yep. Uh, college basketball tonight. You got Seton Hall taking on Villanova in the NHL. Islanders in Minnesota tonight. And the Bruins beat the Oilers last night in the loss. Two goals for Connor, Connor McDavid, 49 and 50 on the season. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So you know that you have like uh, websites, the celebrity websites like TMZ and, and, and those. There's one called Radar Online. Have you ever heard of Radar Online? I have. You have heard of yes, Radar. Yes. So it's not something that is just, if I told you this was on Radar Online, you'd be like, I have no idea. Like, what a weird website. It's, there's no way this is I true. I don't know what it is. Yeah. You've heard of it. Okay. Yes. So Radar Online has an exclusive. This is the headline. Tom Brady to chase stand-up comedy dream yeah, I saw this. after delaying Fox Sports gig. Sources. So it goes on to say, 
Tom was a terrific quarterback, but he needs to toss this idea before it's too late, said a source who has heard the football star's material. Uh, as a comic, he's strictly a water boy, added the insider. The Tampa Bay Bucks ego inflated when Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, and Rita Moreno gushed over him in that 80 for Brady movie. Yeah. And he apparently, according to Radar Online and these sources, thinks that he can be a stand-up comic. And it was a dream of his that he's going to give that a shot. You know, is he as funny as Peyton Manning? I Probably not. There's no I mean, way. Peyton Manning's pretty funny. Yeah. So this apparently one of his jokes was, what did the linebacker say to the flight attendant? Okay. Want to hear it? Yeah, me in, coach. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean... That's about as bad as it gets, though. Yes. <laughs> I'd want to sit in first class. Uh, yeah. So, no, but here, here's the thing. So, uh, who knows what's going swirling around Tom Brady these days? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's still people out there thinking that Kyle Shanahan's going to reach out to him to see if he can convince him to play one more year. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's got a lot of stuff going on. You saw what Bruce Arians said. I, I think the loss of Bruce Arians as his coach had as much to do with anything last year. But you know, he still. I think he attempted, what, 655 passes yeah, or something? Yeah, it was insane. Crazy I mean, number. Right. And everybody's talking about how it affected him on the field. How about it? How did everybody else get affected? I mean, you know, he can only do so much. Sure. No, it wasn't like he wasn't heavy lifting. I was bummed out to hear that he was retired because I thought he was going to go somewhere else for one more year and do what he did with Tampa, at least have a good season. Maybe not win the Super Bowl, but at least have a great season with that team. I guess it's still a possibility, but for me, he just he seems like he's totally done. And it seems like the fact that he did this once before is in his head that he didn't want to retire and unretire again. Right. And you think that, uh, you know, him being a stand up comedian is not a good thing. No, of course not. Maybe, Maybe. if he sat down with Bill Burr and, you know, went over some. Yeah, but you can't have any skits with him and, and was able to just let loose up on stage the way that Bill Burr does. He'd be fine. Of course, but he can't do that. I mean, Bill Burr's Bill Burr because he's great at what he does. Tom Brady can't do that. There's no way. And Tom Brady's also had such like an amazing life. And I know he's gone through some drama here recently, but he's had such an amazing life. Like he's not angry enough to be yeah, but I would think, a stand-up comic. I would think, though, could you imagine if you went to go see Tom Brady in a stand-up, mm -hmm. as a stand-up, and you went in there and he just blew you away and was completely hilarious? There's no way in hell that that would happen. No way. I mean, if someone... Is it just because he's too much Tom Brady? Like, there's, you just know too much about him, or... Well, yeah. I mean, and plus, there's... I mean, it's such a skill. Even if the best comedians in the world wrote his jokes, it's the delivery that puts it over the top. Well, he may, maybe he has delivery that we don't know, that Come we don't on. see. You there's never no, know. He's just... so guarded with everything that he talks about. I mean, you know how hard that is to be great. I'm not, I know. I'm not so like. How, how, do you, how do you think he's good? I mean, I know he's the greatest of all time with this. I mean, with football, but with this, it's just would be impossible. There's just no way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wouldn't you love to see it though? And if he bombed, <laughs> I, I think a lot. You know, it would be interesting if if it ever did come to fruition. He ever did try to do this, and the fact that this could be true, uh, if he went out there and. You know, you went and you bought a ticket to go see it. Would you go there in with the mindset that you're there to support him, to think that he actually could be funny, or would you go there thinking that he was going to bomb? I think you go there to see him in that very unique situation with very low expectations. So you're thinking, but you know, he's the type of guy though that people would be such like starstruck by him that even the crappy jokes they would laugh at. 
just because they wanted to support well, him. I mean, like, you know, you see Peyton Manning hosting Saturday Night Live. It's pretty funny. You know, he's, he's good. He, he's he has a good delivery, right? But we, it's two totally different people. And Eli's got his little goofy thing going. Yeah, I mean, Peyton's funnier than Eli, but Peyton's got, Eli's got that dry sense of humor, too. There's just no way. There's, there's no way that Tom Brady could do this, and this can't be true. There's just no way. His inner circle's trying to talk him out of it. This would be one of the worst post-career decisions that anybody's ever had. With the height of what Tom Brady is and who he is, for him to do this would be one of the worst ever. Why do you think he's taking a year off of TV and not activating that contract with Fox? Because I think that that was probably a big problem for Giselle, too, when he said, I'll play one more year, but then I have to go into broadcasting. But she's out of the picture now. I know she's out of the picture now, but I think that he wants to at least spend a year with his kids before he gets back into, you know, the, the holidays he's going to have to work. You know, every weekend he's going to have to work. I just think he wants some time to himself before he throws himself back into it. And I'm sure by the end of this year, he'll be itching to do something. But it just seems like he had such a really, really tough year last year. He needs, he needs a year to clear his head. You know, it didn't really hit me until like June that I was not going back to play. Yeah. You know, so this it was this time of year where I accepted a job for ABC and then didn't really think much of it. And next thing you know, June rolls around and you're usually at the gym getting ready to rock and roll. You know, I was on the beach. Somewhere, yeah. And I was thinking, man, I don't have to go to training camp for the first time in 14 years. Well, actually, if you take uh, University of Maryland and sure. East Islip. Right, right, right. And East Islip, you would say... 22 years. Yeah. It's a big chunk. It is the big chunk of your life, especially, you know, when you're sitting there at 37 years of age. Right. So it was a majority of your life. Right. And he's 45. Yeah. So you think that it, when that starts rolling around, like he might get the itch again? I don't know. I, I I don't think so. I think he's totally done. Totally done. Yeah. You can always hold out hope. Kyle yeah. Shanahan can drag him out of bed one more time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are they really going to go into the season? I guess with Brock Purdy, if he's healthy, but but his uh, you know his surgery, Brock Purdy surgery has been put off because of the inflammation. So yeah, it's going to be later than what they expected him to return. So Trey Lance, oh my oh. god, but, see, but again, I, so Trey Lance is a kid. He played what I think seventeen games in college, mm-hmm. and he was handed the keys to the Forty ers at, at the tender young age of whatever twenty one. Well, they thought he was going to be a superstar. Uh, yeah, but, you know, he has to grow up first. Yeah, of course. So, I don't know. Maybe he'll be better for the uh, the experience last year. Maybe he'll come back and all of a sudden the light will go on. Let's go to Juan in Myrtle Beach. What's going on, Juan? Hey, what's going on, guys? How's everything? All right, Juan, what's happening, brother? Nothing much. Just wanted to give you guys my uh, perspective on this whole Eddie the Jockey situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been I've been following him from day one. Mm-hmm. But moving to South Carolina here a year ago, I know there's people that live in the wilderness, if you will, compared to what we live in New York, and uh, that know a lot about sports. So I thought it was cool, you know, that a guy got his second chance, and I started watching him and and watched the story and the come up, and it was amazing. And then it turned into. My mother's daytime soaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. With, with Eddie, if you go, and it depends what time you go, you get him early in the morning. That's one Eddie. 
But then the trolls get at him. And by midday, midday, Eddie, it's starting to teeter. And then you know if they got to him, you know, by the afternoon, he's off the rails. And by the weekend, forget it. If he had a bad week, he's done. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think we could have explained it any better than you just did right there. And and here's the thing. So as a concerned fan, based because I know what you guys are really doing is, is out of the kindness. And I commend you. And I even send a, I guess that's called the DM to uh, Danielle. Yeah. Commending her and, and telling her what a blessing she was for Eddie and to have somebody control him. And what I got back from Danielle, he really doesn't know how to. So if you send a DM to Boomer, Boomer understands to respond to you in a DM. Yeah. Right. You following me? Mm -hmm. So if you send Eddie a DM, he responds to the DM through Twitter. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, everybody you else will do it privately, yeah. essentially. Right. So you don't see. So what happened? What 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 I came to find out is there's some these guys that are in rival. I guess they consider themselves rivals. Maybe they're they're jealous of Eddie's fame. Let's be honest. Okay. So you know they they're trying to needle him. So they're telling him his stripper stories aren't true. That these people don't exist. That they'll pay for these people to come out if they're real. So, Eddie, oh, so hence where where Eddie say, so hence that's where Eddie's saying there could be money involved. Correct. Oh, okay, okay. So so if now if you're only seeing half the conversation, you think you know this guy's psychotic. He's talking to himself. He's just screaming at the air, but he's not. There's actually people on the other ends of these that are and there. And the more Eddie gets antagonized, the worse his betting has become. Yeah, yeah, we got we got to calm him down. And by the way, Juan, I just want to say thank you for going into depth. It, it seems like you're spending a lot of time just following and figuring out Eddie, which we I certainly appreciate you putting a different light on this whole thing. <laughs> I think yeah. we're I think we're going to have to slam him down today and start you know getting him back to where he was when we first met him. Please, because I, I think Eddie and Boomer, you know, this is an ex athlete. He had fame for him. On his level, he was a big time jockey. He was a big fish in a small pond. In that world, he was he was a dude. And then you go into the country and you disappear. Now all of a sudden, you're that dude times a hundred, and you don't know which way to what direction to go. His his intentions at the soul, at the heart, he's a really good dude. You know, and I just think that <laughs> he hasn't been prepared or prepped or insulated enough from the outside world to understand what he's walking into. <laughs> I mean, this is just the greatest breakdown of all time. It is. Uh, and, and Juan, is it true that he's been picking multiple games now a night, and really when he had his success is when he focused on one Thank game you. a night? I don't, Yes. I, I don't tweet a lot, and, and through one of these meltdowns, I, I kind of went into one of the conversations, and I just said, dude, just Go back to what made you Eddie B one four seven six nine two three, whatever, whatever it was before he became Eddie the Pig Jockey and Eddie the Jockey and yeah, you know Eddie from Boomer and Geo. Hey, come on, you know he was picking one game, he was focused on one game, and that's what made him so good. Now he's folk, he's giving you analytics reports. Hello, 
Eddie doesn't know how to put three sentences together, so I'm not going to trust him to have a minute report from Eddie. <laughs> oh, man, the rise and fall of this man is just absolutely oh, incredible. I'm, I'm, writing, I'm writing the 30 for 30 we speak. <laughs> Perfect. It sounds like you can, Juan. I got to tell you, again, like I said, thanks for doing it, man, because uh, you just put it in a totally different perspective for me anyway. Because I was going to, like, we were going to get him on and I was going to yell at him. And you've made me now kind of realize that I'm dealing with a little bit more uh, sensitivity may help him get back to where he was. Yeah. Kid gloves. Yes. Yeah, kid gloves. Okay. All right. Thanks, Juan. Juan. Take care, man. Uh, that was it. an unbelievable phone call. Yeah, like, no, he I'm... is like totally locked in on all of that. I mean, it, everything he said sounded reasonable, too. I mean, it was really like a therapist breaking it down. That sounds like Danielle. Yeah. Like there's this group of people out there that are really trying to help him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and love the story and are into it and hoping that he does well. And then when he does well, they do well with their picks. So, but he's just right now, we, we got to recalibrate him. We got to put the guardrails back on. Because if you leave him alone too much, like we left him alone See, for like two weeks. About this, I was talking about following through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We left him alone for a couple of weeks. Yeah, we didn't need to talk to him every single day. We left him alone for a couple of weeks and this is what happens. You know, he ends up going nuts again. Al, should we talk to him next? Should we put him up next? Yeah, you know what? I reached out to him at 6.05 when it first came up, or whenever it first came up. I haven't heard back from him. Oh, wow. I'm a little nervous. Uh-oh. But then other times I've done, he doesn't respond. He just calls in. So I gave him the number. that gave him a time of 8 o'clock. All right. Eddie, call in. All right? We want to talk to you. We want to straighten you out, see if everything's okay, and then get an update on what's going on with your new teeth. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.